Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 86 Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, in my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble I call upon you, for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seeks my life. They do not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign of your favor so those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 10 to 31. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned his back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry, and he cried to the Lord all night. And Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. And it was told Samuel, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself, and turned and passed on and went to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you to the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears? and the lowing of the oxen that I hear. Saul said, I have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and to rest we have devoted to destruction. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop! I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, Speak. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, you are not the head of the tribes of Israel. The Lord anointed you king over Israel, 
and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to the destruction of the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do so that was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took the spoil, the sheep, the oxen, and the best of things devoted to destruction to sacrifice the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to listen to the fat of the rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is an iniquity and an idolatry. Because you have rejected the Lord of the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned for that I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Now therefore please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe and tore it. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the glory of Israel will not lie nor will have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me, that I may bow before the Lord your God. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul bowed before the Lord. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. But a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? Why you have not lied to man, but to God? When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed to carry this test, the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. 
when the young men came in and they found her dead and they carried her out and buried her with her husband. And great fear came upon the church and upon all who heard these things. Good morning and welcome to the 10th day after the Epiphany. My name is Tim Tribble and I'm coming to you from Sacramento, California. Some very powerful readings today have to do with actions. In uh, the psalm, of course, we hear this is a prayer of David. He's praying to God. He's glorifying God and talking about how he gives thanks and glorifies God. And then towards the end, he asks God for God's strength because men have risen up against him and he needs God's help. Then we go to Samuel. There's an interesting uh, position there because uh, Saul was the first king of Israel. That came into position because originally Israel was a nation that didn't have a king. God said, you don't need a king. I'm the king. They had judges uh, who took care of the day-to-day operations and running the nation, if you will, and solving disputes and things like that. But they didn't have a king like everyone else in the Middle East at that time. And so the people said, hey, we want a king. We want a king. We want a king. They kept on and on and on. Finally, God relented and made Saul the king. And what does Saul do? Saul pays lip service to God. Well, yeah, I'm going to do what he says, but we're going to go out. God said, we're going to go take the Amalekites. My spirit is with you. You are to cru- They were to annihilate them, erase them. Nothing was to be left over. Nothing was to be taken. Everything with them was to be totally destroyed. What happened? Well, Saul let the, let the people listen to the people and said, oh, yeah, we'll take the spoils of war. And... We'll go ahead and bring back the best stuff, but we'll we'll sacrifice it to God. But that's not what God said to do. And he sent God sends the prophet Samuel to Saul to call him out on it and say, "No, this is what God told you to do. God told you to completely and utterly destroy the Amalekites. You didn't do that. What did you do?" You brought stuff back. Why am I hearing sheep? Why am I hearing cattle? Because you didn't do what you were told to do. And then in Acts, we have a story of a couple, Ananias and Sapphira. Now, there's a little more to this story. They were a couple. They had said they were going to sell this land. They were wealthy people. They were going to sell this land, and they were going to give the proceeds of that sale to the apostles to further their ministry. And then the sale came. And Ananias, with, as it says there, with his wife's knowledge, they kept back part of it for themselves and only took part of it and gave it to the apostles. And Peter called them out on it. So again... We say we're going to do something, but we do something else. And I know all of us 
Lord, how many times did we see that when we were in the service? And that was something in in leadership. Um, I learned very quickly who to trust and who not to trust. We would be told one thing and something else would happen. When, uh, when we commit to doing things, especially as Christians, when we say we're going to do something, when we, when we put that out there, our word, we're representing God as Christians. That's what we do. We are Christians, Christ-like. We are followers of Christ. We represent God's love in the world. So when we say we're going to do something, and we don't do it, or we do something different, or we change it, or you know whatever the situation may be, we are not putting the best foot forward and the best witness. Now, sometimes doing quote the right thing comes with a price. It does. Uh, that we have to be willing to accept. But in that sacrifice, that's where God comes in and makes up for us. And this is what, uh, if you, you know, going back to the psalm, David, okay, David had done at this point what God had wanted him to. And there were people that rose, men who rose up against him because he was doing what God told him to do. So what do you do? You go to God and say, hey, God, I need some help here. I need your strength to be your servant. Save the son of your maidservant. This is where we have that reserve as Christians. That we have, yes, there will be things that will be done and we have our, our moral standards, our ethics, our beliefs, and then we turn around and we f- follow those. It may come at, at a price in the secular world. We may not get whatever. Someone gets upset at us or they don't like that. Or they don't want to believe that. Whatever it is. But we can turn in prayer to God and say, God, help me. God knows what's going on. God's sitting there and waiting for us to come in and say, God, I need your help. God is not only there to forgive us for everything, every time, but God is also there to embolden us and to give us that great strength that he has so that we can stand, follow our word, do what we say we're going to do, no matter what the cost is. And that is so important. And what you find and what all of you have experienced out there, I know because I've experienced it. I'm not the only one. You find people who, they're a man or a woman of their word. They're a person of their word. You know, this this person says that they're going to do this. It's going to get done. And those people are the ones that we gravitate towards. Those are the ones that we want as leaders. Those are the ones we want working with us and doing projects with us. So, remember, to be a person of your word, 
to do what you're going to say you do and do it to the glory of God and with God's help. Amen. A prayer for protection from the Book of Common Prayer. Assist us mercifully, O Lord, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of your servants toward the attainment of everlasting salvation, that among all the changes and chances of this mortal life they may ever be defended by your gracious and ready help. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PPUHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.